Hey everybody out there, I am so glad that you chose to listen to this podcast today. My name is David Randolph and I come to you in the name of Jesus Christ and what I want you to do is just to sit back today and enjoy this beautiful day. If you're living in Michigan, we have a beautiful snow day today, everywhere snow. And it's a great day just to sit back, drink some coffee, some tea if you're at work, just enjoy your day. Put your headphones on a little louder, listen to this, share it with somebody, and just sit back. Think about it. I'm going to read Psalms 37 to you today, and I'm going to explain a few things to you as I talk to you. It's going to be a great, friendly, fun podcast, and I'm just going to be heart-filled as I talk to you today. And I hope you sit back and enjoy this. Please share it. And to my sponsors, I love you. I send a thank you and a God bless, and I hope you enjoy. God bless. Hey everybody on Podcast Land, it's David coming at you with a brand new podcast. Well, up in my office, looking out my window, I see a beautiful sight here in Michigan. There's snow, and I'm not talking a little snow, I'm talking a lot of snow. But this is real fluffy snow, like if you're from Michigan, you understand what I'm saying. If you're not from Michigan, you think all snow is the same, and it's not. Not all snow is created equal, folks, and we know this in Michigan. If you look outside, though, it's a beautiful sight. Even though it's just a light, fluffy snow, and it looks like it's thick in that, but it is covering the trees. It's almost like the pictures you see on puzzles or movies or old Christmas shows, that sort of thing, but it is beautiful. See, every rooftop is just covered. It's layered. It's almost like it's been just covered. Somebody made a painting and just covered everything in white, and that's what it looks like, and it's beautiful. And... um. That's one reason I really love Michigan, even though it's winter and I don't love the winter cold and the aches and pains that come along with it and the sniffles and sneezes. But Michigan has its beauty. It's a hidden beauty. It's almost hidden inside suffering and pain and sorrow and struggles, kind of like the Christian walk. Now, I know there's times when Christians don't have to go through this much stuff, but we are not in that time, folks. We are in a time of warfare. And if you don't see the theme that I've been putting out is uh, the warrior spirit type mentality, keeping yourself in a warrior presence. But you also have to have that time where you just break down before the Lord. And I was talking to my wife about this the other day, about having that spirit of becoming a child again. As I watch my kids here and just watching them grow and seeing what they go through, you can see how you can lose your childhood. As you get older and you become an adult, You forgot about being a child, just playing aimlessly, not caring about a thing in the world, not even knowing what what pain or struggles are around the corner. Don't even have a clue about that. You're just having fun and you're just experiencing life and nothing's outside your hand. You don't even think about death because you don't even really know what death is. You have no real grasp of anything about the meaning of life. Nothing has polluted your concepts. That's a child, an innocent child. And we were all that at one time, folks every one of us and as we come back to the kingdom of god and god reborns you gives you that chance to be born again that's what he's talking about and he also says things like this except you become a child again you cannot enter in the kingdom of heaven wow that's some powerful stuff folks especially when you talk about the innocence and the ignorance of a child 
Some of the things that frustrate me so much about a child is ignorance, folks. Ignorance. It frustrates me. And it teaches me as an adult patience all over again. Hallelujah. Man, makes me want to have revival. Woo! Thinking about that. <laughs> now, if you don't see the sarcasm that I'm throwing out there, wow. But that's what it feels like sometimes. It feels like the ignorance of kids sometimes. You let it go, you let it go, but after a while it builds up. And then you're like, man, it really frustrates you. And are we that way with mankind? Do we get frustrated with mankind sometimes? Wow, it's so beautiful seeing the... I'm seeing the window side and it's like this snow just brisking across the window. Just little fluttering white snow and then a brisk of a lot of it just goes flying by and all this stuff's covered out there it's beautiful my window seal also has like little cactuses and um, aloe veras i'm starting new ones i got all kinds of little baby ones i'm starting all kinds of seedlings and stuff i'm starting to dabble with all that i've been messing with my fish tanks all over again got my piranhas out in their tank i got my you know my south american cichlids in their tank and i got my guppies they're crazy and my bet is i'm getting ready to start breeding them again but then i started growing plants out of my fish tanks again i got lots of vines and big plants and i i just went through a lot of my regular plants that i grew because i take seeds of any fruit i grow i don't care what kind of fruit it is i got a grapefruit tree growing in my plant room it's a big one it's almost as big it's bigger than my daughter here and i have uh um, orange trees lemon trees i have apple trees pear trees Man, we have everything. Um, whatever you can think of, we're pretty much growing it. I tried doing a mango, messed that up a few times. I had it going good. A lot of stuff got messed up <clears throat> a few times. But I think I'm on track now to really focus on a few things there, just to give you a little break from this thought process I'm going to give you guys. But becoming a child... Having stuff to do like that, having wonder, having excitement, adventure. That's what a child is, adventure. Do you remember when you first got a bike and you got to have the independence to go riding around on a bike? And, or just walking, walking around your neighborhood or your woods, getting out there and exploring. As a father, I sit here and I'm thinking, oh, I'm scared to death of letting my child leave this house without my presence. They don't ever go anywhere without us except for when... The two girls, they go over to their other side of their families and visit. Um, the boy, he's never left our presence. And it's a scary thing to think about, especially nowadays. And this is where you really have to give them a foundation in Jesus and Christianity. And not just to hear about it, but let it be inside their bones. Let them let them feel it. I'll tell you a funny story real quick before you read. The other day, my son... <laughs> He's been throwing some tantrums. He's almost two years old, and he's been throwing some terrible two tantrums. Lord have mercy. And I'm nipping it in the butt right now at the house before we go out in public, but it's leaking out in public, and it really frustrates me because I'm a guy of order, and when I see disorder, it really bugs me, especially when I can't control it. And my son is deciding to throw tantrums everywhere, and he's got different screams and annoying pitches, and he, he knows what he's doing, and he's doing it on purpose. And it's really aggravating. 
And But I told my wife, I said, you know, but these are some good qualities if he gets a handle on it because it shows you he's not going to be just conforming to the world like the way everybody does things, which that's what I want. And I want him, I've dedicated him to God. He's God's child and I want God to be able to use him. So I'm trying my best to make him usable material that God can say, okay, I'm going to use you in a mighty way. I don't want to just hand God some kid that's rebellious, some kid that doesn't have respect for nothing of God's, his Bible, his word, anything. Why would you do that? So I'm really working hard on it. It's taking my time. Having a full-time family, guys, I'm thankful for my sponsors out there. You guys understand. You guys have family. It is a full-time job. And to be able to do more ministry and stuff outside that, it really hinders you right now when they're at certain ages because they're deciding the day. And sometimes it's not a good day. It's a bad day. The whole house is in an uproar. And you have to wrangle it together as the leader. And sometimes you don't make the best decisions and the best, you make mistakes and you have to pray and you have to do the right things. You know, I want to make sure I lead my family in the right direction. You know, sometimes before I start leading everybody else's families, I got to lead my family. And if I lose my family as I'm leading everyone else's, I've messed up. I've lost the golden rule. Why would you do that? God would never put a seal of approval on that. But yet that's how many people teach and preach. Let's get back to basics and common sense. You're wondering why the, the ships are falling apart. The cars or tires are falling off. The wheels are falling off the cars. The carts you're using, the wheels are just flying off. Is because you're using them so much. There's no time for repairs. There's no time for maintenance. There's no time to sit down and just do upgrades. There has to be time for that. And I failed in this. And over the 20 years of ministry, I was doing putting out full-time ministry. And I'm not talking about just a one-day-a-week ministry. My ministry was every day, all the time, and it still is. But I've, I've had to pull it way back now that I have a family. And I don't apologize for that. And I have not apologized for that. I've tried to accommodate much more time, and I slice as much as I can to get it out there. But... Family has to come first because I'm grooming up kids right now to be raised to want to be baptized in Jesus' name, to be filled with the Holy Ghost. If it is not in my house and sincere, I have a big problem. That's my job right now. And I love it. And I'm taking it with pride, and I do it with pride. I love it. I know what God's responsibility put in my hands. I've seen through life the types of relationships I don't want to have, the type of relationships I want to have, I've seen in life the type of children I've, I want to have and the type of children I don't want to have. I have been a child and I've been around lots of things in life and I know the things I don't want my kids around and I'm going to shelter them and shield them the best I can. But I'm also going to have to know when I have to let them go into the hands of God, into this cruel and ugly world outside my doors and outside your doors, folks. Every day, when you wake up to walk out those doors, you have to face an ugly, cruel world. I am very aware of this. And your Lord and Savior knows what you're going through. He understands the sorrow. He understands the pain, the grief, the shame, all those things. God knows. And he sent me to tell you. He loves you. And the, one of the most powerful verses I, I wanted to share with you is John 17, 17. Sanctify them through thy truth. Thy word is truth. That gives you a love for God's word like no other. 
it shows you the washing of God's word right there. It just washes you. Being clean, being whole, being made new again in God's presence. To come into the presence of the King of Kings. Not just a King on earth, but the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. The Savior. Jesus Christ. We know him. That's our Savior, folks. It's a lovely thing. It's a very lovely thing. You might not have world fame, but you have God fame. You are famous before the eyes of God. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Now, let me, as I launch that off to this next spot we're going to land, is chapter 37 of Psalms. Now, my wife called this out last night before we, we did our uh, our uh, prayer nightly prayer call. And that's, that's even dwindled down to where I can only do that a few times as much as I can because of sicknesses and the kids and things. And we're trying to get that back on track into a daily thing. And uh, it's a hard once Once your ship has been rocked and moved from whatever causes it, to try to right that ship again is really hard. It's a lot of work. And so we're all working on it. I know you guys all are in your homes too. Everybody's working hard to try to get their homes back in order after all these things that the world has thrown at us. The world is a very, very bad, bad place. And you have to be ready for all things. And... Let's read Psalm 37. My wife threw this out last night as we were getting ready for our prayer thing. And I read this to everybody before we prayed. We did a group prayer. And this is what we read. And before I read, I always pray. Lord Jesus, I ask you to bless me as the reader and those as the hearer and even me as the hearer. To be blessed with your word, Lord. To do great things and to hear wonderful, mighty things out of your word. And to learn and glean things out of there that can touch our spirit. And launch us into great things, God. In a very evil, ugly world. Let us be lights of change and, and avenues people can see that they don't have to go the routes that they're going. And we give you the praise for it in, for it in Jesus' name. Amen. Psalms chapter 37. This is a Psalm of David. A Psalm of David. Fret not thyself because of evildoers, neither be thou envious against the workers of iniquity. For they shall soon be cut down like the grass, and wither as the green herb. Trust in the Lord and do good, so shalt thou dwell in the land, and verily thou shalt be fed. Delight thyself also in the Lord, and he shall give thee the desires of thine heart. Commit thy ways unto the Lord, trust also in him. And he shall bring it to pass. And he shall bring forth thy righteousness as the light, and thy judgment as the noonday. Rest in the Lord and be patiently for him. Fret not thyself because of him who prospereth in his way, because of the man who bringeth wicked devices to pass. Cease from anger and forsake wrath. Fret not thyself in any wise to do evil. For evildoers shall be cut off. But those that wait upon the Lord shall inherit the earth. For yet a little while the wicked shall not be. Yea, thou shalt diligently consider his place, and it shall not be. But the meek shall inherit the earth, and shall delight themselves in an abundance of peace. The wicked plotteth against the just, and gnasheth upon him with his teeth. The Lord shall laugh at him, for seeth that his day is coming. The wicked have drawn out the sword and have bent their bow to cast down the poor and needy and slay such as be of upright conversation. Their sword shall enter their own heart and their bow shall be broken. A little that a righteous man hath is better than the riches of many wicked. 
For the arms of the wicked shall be broken, but the Lord upholdeth the righteous. The Lord knoweth the days of the upright, and the inheritance shall be forever. They shall not be ashamed in the evil time, and in the days of famine they shall be satisfied. But the wicked shall perish, and the enemies of the Lord shall be as the fat of lambs. They shall be consumed into smoke, they shall consume away. The wicked borroweth and payeth not again, but the righteous showeth mercy and giveth. Praise the Lord. Let me pause there. This is verse 21. That right there shows you a great spirit and the way our Lord looks at things. The wicked borroweth and payeth not again. How many people do you know that borrow stuff that does not bring it back or pay it back that does not care? And they that be cursed of him shall be cut off. That's a bad thing to be. But the righteous shall showeth mercy and giveth. The, mer- the, the righteous will show mercy and giveth. What does that mean? That means when you go and pay something back, you're showing mercy. Why are you showing mercy? The one that gave you money showed mercy. Yeah, the one that gave you something did something very beautiful. But as you give it back, you do something beautiful too. There's a camaraderie. There's an agreement. There's an alliance. There's a treaty. There's a handshake that means something. There's a passing of something back and forth, reciprocal. It's reciprocal back and forth. That's what love is. It's a connection. It's like your cells in your body. Everything is flowing together. Everything's working together. All your joints, everything's moving together. And nothing's broken or hindered. But when something's injured, something stops the flow. Pain and rigor and bad things start to happen. Praise the Lord. The steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord, and he delighteth in his way. This this is verse number 23. Though he fall, he shall not utterly cast down, for the Lord upholdeth him with his hand. I have been young, and now I am old, yet I have not seen the righteous forsaken, nor his seed begging bread. He is ever merciful, and lendeth, and his seed is blessed. Depart from evil, and do good, and dwell forevermore. For the Lord loveth judgment, and forsaketh not his saints. They are preserved forever, but the seed of the wicked shall be cut off. The righteous shall inherit the land and dwell there forever. The mouth of the righteous speaketh wisdom, and his tongue talketh of judgment. The law of God is in his heart. None of his steps shall slide. The wicked watcheth the righteous and seeketh to slay him. Now isn't that a pitiful statement? The wicked watcheth the righteous and seeketh to slay him. Verse number 32. Isn't that a sad day when people are watching good people to hurt them? That's all they're doing is watching their path to see how they can get them. That is very sad. And we're in those days sometimes, guys. And the Bible is warning us of this. The Lord will not leave him in his hand nor condemn him when he is judged. Wait on the Lord and keep his way, and he shall exalt thee to inherit the land. When the wicked are cut off, thou shalt see it. Hallelujah. I have seen the wicked in great power and spreading himself like a green bay tree. Yet he passeth away, and lo, he was not. Yea, I sought him, but he could not be found. Mark the perfect man, and behold the upright, for the end of that man is peace. But the transgressor shall be destroyed together. The end of the wicked shall be cut off. But the salvation of the righteous is of the Lord. He is their strength in the time of trouble. Praise the Lord. And the Lord shall help them 
and deliver them, he shall deliver them from the wicked and save them because they trust him. Do you trust the Lord today, folks? Our salvation is of the Lord. He is our strength in time of trouble. Do you believe this? Or is it just words? Do you believe it? It's much more prevalent in my life as a man that has a family. It was a responsibility over a over like a clutch of people. Like I'm the father and I have a wife and we have kids and we're like we're like that duck that runs across the road hurting our kids and you got kids hurting behind you, little ducks running behind you. And you're like, come on, duck, 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 let's go on a line, stick stick together, get under our wings, let's go. God talks about that too, fluttering his wings and getting us all under and protecting us. And that's what it feels like as a father sometimes. And I know my dad remembers that as when he was younger, because I sit and think a lot of times when we were all young, my brother, sister, my mom and dad, and we did things as a family. Wow, those were good times. And the devil really tries to steal that from me. He tries to steal that from you. He tries to steal that from people. He wants to steal your childhood, steal things away from your life, get you to not be able to talk about it, get you not to be able to share your life like it doesn't even matter, like it doesn't exist. Just erase it because something happened to certain people. Your life has to be punished too. And that's the way the devil works. But you have to stand up and say, no, my life matters. God has purpose for me too. It's not that I'm going to step on anybody. It's not that I'm trying to steal. It's not that I'm trying to use the things that the devil wants to do. But I'm going to stand up in the righteousness and the positive things and the things that God give us to do. And you're going to be bold. Bold as a lion. You're not going to back down. You're not going to use the things of the devil. We're going to do the things God's way. And sometimes that's hard and lonely and painful. It's a lonely place. But trust me. God showed me something a long time ago about something, about patience. Let me give you an example as I leave. Let's say there's five people. Three of them are bad, two of them are good. Let's say they all are got a a date with death, because we all have a date with death. The two good ones are going to live for 100 years. The three bad ones are going to live for 30 and 40 years. That's it. While the ones that lived for 30 and 40 years that were bad ruled the earth with the iron fist and they destroyed any positive knowledge any truth anything of God they erased it from the earth and then they died and then the two that were good people that were going to live for a hundred years started to reign because they have more time on the earth than the, the bad ones and now they get to rewrite history into the way it's supposed to be they get to clean up the mess that the bad ones did because God gave them the earth. God gave them longevity. God gives them that ability. I use that example because that's what it feels like with us sometimes, folks, when you're doing something right and you're all alone and those that want to write history now on the earth, when they're gone because they don't have much time left, you're going to still be here. And it's the narrative that you set that's going to be the narrative. And it has to be the truth and it has to be in righteousness. Or don't even do it. So that's how the lifestyles we live, guy and woman. Holiness. And we'll get into that in the future statements and stuff and the reason for it and the why we do it. 
But I believe this is a good one today, guys. Enjoy it. Enjoy this as you're driving. Plug this in. Listen to it. Share it. This is a great one just to hear the Psalms 37 reading. And just chill out. Drive down the dirt road. Drive down the main road. Just see the beautiful scenery. Go see the ducks and geese flying in the air. Go see all that stuff. Get the beauty of what God made today. Get out there. I love you all. I really appreciate you guys. And God bless you today. Thanks for listening to this podcast. We have come to the end of this, and I hope you've enjoyed it. If you can go back and read Psalms 37, I'm sure you would enjoy it too. Don't be hard on yourself either with your walk with God, your personal walk with Him. If you have a conscience, work with that. Start praying. Start talking to Him. Start from start from a plan every day just say I'm going to give God five minutes today I'm going to do something to talk to him I'm going to spend time reading I'm going to really meditate on his word today I'm going to apply it in my life start doing things like that talk like to yourself like that and you're going to see life start to spring inside you and God start to use you in a more uh, versatile way and multiple multiple multi-facet that's a hard word to say multi-facet way and it makes your relationship with him stronger and with people a little bit stronger. And there's going to be times when God's going to prune you. And it's going to whack off a whole bunch of branches sometimes. Sometimes it's a little bit of branches. Sometimes God's going to give you a lot of stuff. And sometimes God's going to cut you back and say you're not going to have very much at all. Sometimes you're going to be in great relationships with people. And sometimes he's going to cut that way back and show you, you know, the peel of skin back and show you how you are with people and how people are with you. You don't know the different ways God's going to use you. But if you're open and say, God, use me, it's going to be a wild ride and an adventure. And you're going to have to sit back and enjoy this adventure because you're going to be on a wild ride with God. And I'm telling you what, it's the best thing you ever can do is choose God, choose the right way. And so think about these things today as you're on your adventure, enjoying this snow, whatever you're doing. And talk to somebody about Jesus. Talk to somebody about God today. Your God, your Savior. Thank you and share this. God bless. Hey, have you ever heard of my pillow? I'm sure you have. It's on all the commercials that you can see on TV. Well, I'm a user of my pillow. I used to have migraines, real bad neck aches, but my pillow helped me in such a way that I don't get migraines and I have to use my pillow every time I go to bed. I even take it when I go on a trip. My wife and I have to have our pillows, the my pillow with us wherever we go. You can get the MyPillow too by going to MyPillow.com. Mike Lindell is a Christian. He's a good man. And he produced a very good product. I am advertising MyPillow for free for him. And if I were you, I would buy a MyPillow. I'm doing it because I know it works. It's a great product. And it'll be a great blessing to you and to whoever you buy it from. God bless. And go to MyPillow.com and order MyPillow or wherever you go and you see a MyPillow,
buy the MyPillow and watch. You will be blessed. 